No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade. I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Vower Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that. Hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Glad to be with everyone here on the radio. A lot of great things to talk about on today's show. Here we are, Brian. We're into the third month of 2021. A year ago, boy, we were heading into what I think is one of the worst circumstances that we could have ever imagined, and that is COVID-19. But it looks as if in record time here, just a year later, we're beginning to dig out a little bit. What is some of the feedback that you're getting from your clients? Are they optimistic more so now than they were even last month? Or still, are they cautiously optimistic and still looking towards safe money? Well, I think caution is still out there. And I don't know about if they're looking for safe money. I mean, they're coming off a year where the stock market hit records and we had a global pandemic and recession, yet they look at their statements going, huh, I'm way up. I might be feeling a little bulletproof. When I look at my finances, my 401k is up. My, all my stock investments are up. My real estate's up. My investment real estate, my alternatives, everything's up, up, up. Gee, I think I'll just keep investing even more. So sometimes it can lead us to, you know, a little false sense of security when we've had such a good run in tough times. We've never really seen this. I, I can't recall a time where all the news was bad and you're looking at your statement and it's the opposite of the news. Generally, there's some correlation there, but there's a reverse inverse correlation right now happening. And I think people are also thinking, is this too good to be true? Is this going to continue? Is our markets overvalued? And to some extent, they probably are. So just have to be wise about how we're looking at the future. It's not going to be 
you know, 15% a year for the rest of your life in the market just because you made 15% last year or whatever it was that you made. So you have to consider that same thing with real estate. I remember talking to a person once, they said, I'm going to buy rentals and real estate went up 15% last year. So I projected it out for the next 30 years, how much I would be worth and I'd be worth $100 million. I'm like, yeah, that's because you projected real estate going up 15% a year every year for the rest of your life. That ain't going to happen. So we just have to be careful that we look at our expectations, make them realistic and have the proper diversification. Because if you're buying in at the wrong time and putting all your money in, you know, all your eggs in one basket and into something that turns out to be overvalued and it has a correction that's going to stick around for a while, you'd be going, what was I thinking? So be careful about making sure you have asset allocation. Well, we had a very long bull market, Brian. I think it was 10, 11 years before the pandemic hit, and a lot of people got into that false sense of security. And then when the market crashed or things changed with COVID-19, they were hurting a little bit. Considering that we went through that 10, 11 year bull run and things are you know, looking pretty good right now, are you thinking that we might be in for another strong bull run? Well, that's the thing. If you look at the the past, thinking it's going to be what the future is going to hold, probably not quite right. You want to buy low, sell high, not buy high, sell low. And so if something's gone up, 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 you go, oh, this is just going to continue, right? Well, that's not exactly right necessarily. So be careful about just looking at the past and saying that's going to keep going on. Yeah, I can look at the last 40 years of bonds and see rates keep falling. So Okay, I'm just going to invest in bonds because I know I I make a profit when rates fall. Well, how much farther could they fall at this point? You have to be smart about that and say, well, maybe that train has left the station. I need to find a different train. Well, as you said, the stock market is up. A lot of people are enjoying benefits from that. I mean, the Dow is what these days? It's well over 30,000, isn't it? Yeah, and the Dow is well over 30,000. And there's, there's no reason why all the markets won't continue to go up long term. But there is something called sequence of return risk. And that's where, okay, let's say uh, 10 years from now, the, the Dow is at 50,000. Well, it may spend 10 years going at 30 and then the last 10 going up another 20, you know. So these next 10, you know, it could drop. It could it could go up reasonably over time. Or like I said, you, you could have a long time period where it's dropped. If you're pulling money out of your accounts and the value of them are dropping, you can't replace that money. So maybe in the future when it goes up, you won't participate in that. And a lot of people dealt with that from the year 2000 through 2010. The market did not go up. It dropped twice and just recovered the drop. And so if you were pulling money out when the market was low, you couldn't replace that money. So when it did recover finally after 2009, you weren't participating because you already pulled that money out and spent it. So sequence of return risk is very important. That's why in all of our financial planning, we need to solve for cash flow because I can't just rely on the stock market cooperating. I've seen too many times where it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so we have to consider, you know, when you mentioned safe money earlier, I'm, I'm going to equate it to safe cash flow. Safe cash flow has to be part of a portfolio if you want to have, you know, the peace of mind that you don't have to rely 100% on uh, the market cooperating because obviously the market does not always cooperate. Brian, you mentioned safe money there, and I know a lot of people want that. Is any money that you invest truly safe? Well, no, not necessarily. Not 100%. I mean, even a treasury. I mean, if treasuries aren't even U.S., you know, the United States government, well, that's as safe as it gets, right? Well, no, they're only double A rated. They're not even triple A anymore because of the debt that they have. So 
Uh, there's no truly safe money, even money itself. I mean, okay, I got cash. How could that not be safe? I buried it in my backyard. How could that not be safe? Well, besides the fact that somebody could steal it, the fact is that the value of currency could drop. So there is no truly safe money. I mean, there's, there's certainly degrees, though. I feel pretty good about a mostly fully funded pension or at least Social Security, maybe not with any raises or a fixed index annuity with lifetime cash flow, a fixed index universal life policy with cash flow and retirement that's tax free. I might feel safe about a properly diversified real estate portfolio, passive or active, generating cash flow over time. So I just named a bunch of cash flow opportunities that are out there don't necessarily know that bonds are going to provide enough cash flow. And another point to save money, okay, I've got a bond that's paying, I, I just looked up some of the international bonds and some of them are still negative. But let's say you found a bond that's paying 1%. Maybe it's a treasury, U.S. treasury. And you say, okay, that's safe. Well, except that, what is the actual return after inflation? Inflation is higher than 1%. So you're actually losing buying power. So I would say losing money on the outset. You say, I signed up for a 10-year bond that's going to pay me less than inflation. You have just signed up to lose money for 10 years. I don't think that's safe either. So I guess it depends on your definition of safe. Brian, you talked about the stock market being up. We know that the stock market is different from the market, and that is different from the economy. The stock market is one thing. The market includes stocks, but it also includes bonds and other equities and then the economy are things like jobs. Now, when I tune into the news programs, and I don't watch a lot of the news programs these days because they're mostly opinion. There isn't any true news anymore. But I hear the media all the time talking about the sky is falling and they're talking about the economy. How much does the economy in general affect the stock market? Well, it's interesting you say that about the news. Well, yeah, of course. We can start our own news broadcast, Jeff. You and I, we say, well, things are pretty much the same as they were a day ago or a week ago. There's a couple things that happened. Not much changed, and there's no reason to panic. And <laughs> tomorrow's broadcast will say pretty much the same thing because nothing really changed. The world's more like a soap opera than, than anything where... If you miss 10 years of episodes, you go, oh, same characters. Oh, yeah. Sally still has amnesia. You know, it's like, wow, I, I don't feel like I missed anything. News is entertainment now, and it's opinion and entertainment. And so they got to entertain. They got to get you excited. It's got, they got to say, oh, my gosh, you know, the pork futures in Portugal dropped. So, the you know, the price of tech stocks is going to drop, too, or, or do the inverse or whatever. They just make stuff up because they, they need to. So you'll tune in and think, oh, this is interesting. I didn't know how pork futures in Portugal affected uh, Tesla, you know. But somehow they come up with these goofy comparisons. And I, I see these things. And I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, eh, one has nothing to do with the other. But you had to think of something. The yeah. markets were up uh, because of uh, pork futures. I don't know, you know. <laughs> and so that is what the news is. So I wouldn't put too much weight into that. Actually get down to maybe the more important topics. And that is something we try and do on this show. I don't spend a lot of time on the minutia of the day. Well, if you're listening to this program, you're looking for a financial advisor who bases their decisions on fact. If you're looking to hire a new financial advisor and you've got at least $500,000 to invest, we highly encourage you to consult Madrona Financial Services for your plan. 844-MADRONA is the number to call to get your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation plan. 844-MADRONA. If you don't have a, a financial advisor, you're considering hiring a new one, maybe you do have a plan, you want a second opinion on that, you have at least $500,000 to invest. Again, that number is 844-MADRONA. You can also request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. 
You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a break and be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now, and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, Social Security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to talk about charitable gifting strategies. So, Brian, let's talk about that a little bit. The first is gifting appreciated stock. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, there's a lot of people want to give cash to charities and that's fine. That's a typical way to do it. But there's a lot of folks out there that are maybe asset heavy or don't have a, a lot of liquid assets, but their net worth is very high because they have their money invested. Now, most of my clients, you know, you ask them, uh, how's your net worth doing? Oh, it's great. It's millions of dollars. You want to go to lunch? Well, yeah. Will you pay though? Because I, I don't have any cash. You know, it's like, <laughs> where's your cash? It's all invested with you. It's in stocks. It's in real estate. It's in my business. It's not in my bank account. So if they want to make a gift to charity, they have to look at their assets and scratch their head. And that's, okay, where am I supposed to come up with money? I, I like what I have here. I don't necessarily want to sell anything because everything's at a gain and I have to pay a bunch of tax. And so maybe there's some strategies for doing that. I do want to benefit my charity and whatever charity that is, but I'm not sure exactly how to do it because I just don't have a ton of money in my checking account at any given time. So the first category is gifting appreciated stock. And when I say appreciated stock, I don't mean stock within your IRA or 401k or whatever it is. I mean, non-qualified stuff that is not in a retirement account. So something that you would pay taxes on if you sell it. 
So for instance, you bought Microsoft many years ago and you have virtually no cost basis and it's obviously appreciated and you decide you want to donate some of that to your charity and you say, okay, I'm going to donate 10,000. So you sell 10,000 of Microsoft stock and you tell your charity, hey, I'm going to give you 10,000. Great. But then your tax accountant says, oh, wait a second, you have a gain. you got to pay, say, 20% of that. You can only give the charity 8000 Okay, well, how much of a tax deduction do I get? Do I get 10000 because I sold 10000 of stock? Oh, no, no, no. You get an $8,000 itemized deduction. Well, that's disappointing. I wanted to give them $10,000. Well, there is a way you can do that. All you got to do is transfer the stock directly to them. They will sell it. Nonprofits, 501c3 and so forth, don't pay income tax on that kind of gain. So they will sell it. They'll receive it from you, sell it for $10,000, pay no income tax. And you get a itemized deduction for the full 10000 not just the eight. We were able to sell the same amount of stock, but come out with a much better benefit, not only for you on the itemized deduction, but also for the charity. Next one, let's talk about real estate, Brian. A lot of people have real estate and maybe they don't want to sell it, but the same story, they want to gift it. How do we go about doing that? Yeah, there's a couple of areas of real estate I wanted to talk about today. One is gifting what I'm going to call non-productive real estate. So that might be a piece of land. So a piece of land that doesn't have a structure, you're not renting it. So a non-productive, it's not creating any income, but it is creating a loss for you every year because you got to pay property taxes and insurance on it. And so you're paying property taxes going, I'm retired. I don't really need the money. Uh, the thing's gone on way up in value. I paid 10 bucks for it way back when, and now it's worth 100 grand. And I'm not going to build anything on it. I'd like to give to my charity, but I don't want to sell it. I just heard Brian say I'd have to pay the tax, and they wouldn't get as much. And it's costing me money to even own it. My cash flow is a little tight anyway, and I, you know, I have adequate assets, but I have tight cash flow. What can I do? In this case, you can, again, just like the stock, gift it to the charity. Now, not only will you not have to pay property taxes on that anymore, but as I mentioned before, the charity can sell it, keep all of the money, not pay any income tax on the gains, and you get a full deduction. Now, I will say in this case, because I'm using a much higher number, 100000 there are some caveats to these deductions. One is that you can't just, you know, if you made 80 grand of taxable income, you can't take a $100,000 charitable deduction. There are annual limitations as to the percentage of your adjusted gross income that you can deduct. So definitely before you do this, have a tax estimate done by us or, or your CPA to say, what would be my actual savings this year if I did that? And what would be my future savings? Because sometimes charitable donations can carry forward to future years too, if you don't get the full benefit in this year. But the bottom line is that it's a great way to help convert an asset that's costing you money to hold it into a, a significant benefit for a charity. Now that's non-productive land, so that's a great strategy for that. But let us say, Brian, that I have some investment property. Let's say for the sake of argument here that I've got a rental house that's worth, oh, let's say three, dollars $400,000, something like that. How can I gift that to a charity? Yeah, uh, with a rental house, there's there's even another nuance because you say, well, I paid two hundred thousand for it. Now it's worth four hundred thousand. I only have a two hundred thousand dollar gain, right? If I sell it, I'm like, no, probably depreciated it fully, and it's maybe just down to the land cost basis. And you might have listed that at say fifty grand. So if you sell it for four hundred, you might have a three hundred fifty thousand dollar gain. You go, oh, okay, well. 
I get the better capital gains rate on all of that, don't I? I'm like, well, no, not necessarily because your depreciation recapture is at a higher rate than the capital gains tax. So that 150,000 of depreciation you took, you paid 200, you depreciate 150 of it down to the land cost of 50. So 150 recapture, you got to pay back. You've been deducting that on your returns over the years as depreciation. Now you got to pay it all back when you sell it. And you got to pay it back at a higher rate than the capital gains. And you're going, well, that stinks. I saw that depreciation deduction every year on my return going, hey, that's pretty cool. I didn't pay any money. I get a little bit back. Well, now you got to pay it all back. So how do I avoid that? Well, again, you can gift the rental house to the charity. They can sell it. They don't pay any depreciation recapture, nor do they pay any capital gains. So once again, you have a significant benefit to the charity. You have a a bigger benefit on your tax return. Again, it has limitations and carryovers that you'll have to address. But in the end, you're much better off having gifted it directly to your charity and taking getting rid of that burden maybe you're like i'm tired of having that house i just want it out of my life Mm -hmm. i and i i would feel really good if my charity could have the benefit of this house that i paid very little for way back when i got a bunch of rents over the years it served its purpose in my life now i'm ready to let it serve another purpose the purpose being your your favorite charity and i'm sure that that charity would be very grateful for the opportunity to sell your house keep the money pay no tax and then you get a big tax deduction on your return we're talking about charitable gifting strategies with brian evans of madrona financial services and bauer evans cpas we have talked about gifting appreciated stock also real estate next one brian is a direct transfer from your ira that's something you can do right Yeah, you you wouldn't believe how many times people complain about, I have to take money out of my retirement accounts. It's the worst thing ever. I got to pay these darn taxes on it. All I'm doing is moving it from my left pocket to my right pocket, and the IRS is grabbing a quarter of it and keeping it. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what's happening. And so, you know, a lot of my people that are getting required minimum distributions, that's the age 72 and over now, that you're required to pull money uh, essentially out of your left pocket, which is your IRA account, stick it into your right pocket, which is your non-IRA account, and uh, only 75% of it makes it from one pocket to the other, approximately. And so people don't like that, but they have to because if they don't do that, there's a 50% penalty. So if it stays in your left pocket, take half of it out, give it to the IRS, and you still got to owe the tax. You just lost 50 to start with. And now, now when you move it, they still want the tax and you're going, oh, I essentially gave them almost all of it. So you do have to do it. But there is a strategy if you have a charity in mind you want to benefit. If you want to benefit the charity more than the IRS, you can. And even though the RMDs, required minimum distributions, aren't due until age 72, if you're 70 and a half, you can use this strategy where you take the money out of your left pocket and give it directly to the charity it does still qualify as a required minimum distribution so there's no penalty from the irs they either said we want it quarter of it or if you give it directly to charity we don't get any of it so the charity let's say that your rmd was thirty thousand in in that year and you decided to give twenty thousand to a charity and keep 10 be taxed on the 10 by the irs so you probably keep you know roughly 7500 they get roughly 2500 maybe but the other 20000 that you gave directly to the charity, the IRS does not collect tax on that. It still qualifies as a required minimum distribution. Charity gets the twenty grand, pays no income tax, and you've benefited the charity. And then you go, aha, I didn't have to pay the IRS all that money. 
I got to benefit my charity. I feel good. They feel good. The IRS doesn't like it. But you know what? These things are in the tax code for a reason. It's not that the IRS doesn't like this or Congress that passes the, the rules that the IRS administers. Congress does want you to give to charities. That's why the rules are there. That's why we have these things. They want you to do this. They recognize they can't do the things that your church can do or your food bank or your YMCA or your Every Community Foundation or whatever it is. They can't do things so efficiently like charities can. And so they want you to do this. It's great tax planning too. I mean, that's, that's part of the deal and that's great. We're happy to talk about this stuff with you, but what a great way for somebody that really doesn't need the money that's retired and has plenty more than they'll ever spend. They're going to leave plenty of their kids. Uh, they want to benefit their charities while they're alive. It's a great way to do it and, and retain uh, some income tax benefits. We're talking about charitable gifting strategies with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs here on Growing Your Wealth. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest. Again, we highly encourage you to contact the people here at Madrona Financial Services. The financial planner is here to get a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. If you've got one, maybe you can get a second set of eyes on that. Happy to do that for you. That number is 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. You can also request your plan online, of course, at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about charitable gifting strategies. Then we want to talk about some small business trends here in 2021 when our show continues right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. 
You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue speaking about advanced planning topics for charitable gifts. And Brian, I've heard you talk about this before. I want you to explain this a little bit. Charitable remainder trusts, who are they for? They are for somebody that has an appreciated asset. Let's say it's real estate or stocks. Those are the most common ones, I would say, that have gone way up in value. And they have a desire to give to charity. But it's kind of a split desire. In the previous segment, we talked about just giving real estate or giving appreciated stock to the charity directly. In this case, they still are saying, well, we have these assets and we want to give them to charity. However, we want to have the income during our lifetime, but give to the charity upon our passing, whatever's left out of this asset. And so these are designed to where if you set one of these up, You can set up the charitable remainder trust, put the asset into it, sell the asset, and not pay the income tax right then, but then reinvest the proceeds into something that will generate cash flow for you, interest and dividends, that kind of thing. So you're still going to get the cash flow during your lifetime, but upon your death, whatever's left in that account, the remainder, in this case, charitable remainder trust, goes to the charity. And so this would be for someone with an appreciated asset that wants the cash flow for the rest of their life but isn't concerned about leaving this particular asset to their heirs. Instead, they want to leave it to their charity. Okay, so that's the charitable remainder trust. The next one is charitable lead trust. How does that differ from the remainder and who's it for? Charitable lead trust differs in the, with the last one we talked about. You wanted the cash flow but didn't need the asset after you passed away. In this case, you don't need the cash flow, but you want the asset to pass along to your children or your heirs. And so it's kind of a little reverse, a little little tweak on that, a little reversal. And so you're saying, I got plenty of income. I don't need the income. And I do have errors I want to leave this asset to. But in my remaining years, I would like my charity to receive the income from this directly because I don't need it. And I want to see them benefit while I'm alive. And they will get the income while I'm alive. When I pass away, then whatever's in the trust will go to the children. So again, you can put an appreciated asset in and sell it without any taxable gain now. And you could have the income not be taxed to you, but go to your charity. And then upon your passing, again, the remainder goes to your heirs. So it's just a twist on the other kind of charitable trust. Brian, I have heard celebrities, ballplayers, sports athletes, things like that, who have set up funds. And I've heard of this donor-advised fund. Is that what they're doing? There's a couple of things that they they might be setting up a private charitable foundation. Those are bigger deals. A donor advised fund is kind of that on light basis. Okay. So a donor advised fund, let's say you want to give $100,000 to charity over the next five years. You know, your budget's 20 grand a year, but you had a high taxable year this year and you're going, oh, I'm at the highest tax bracket. I wish I could give it all right now and get the deduction, but I'm not ready to give to those charities. I still want to give it to them over five years. 
Well, you can do in a donor advised fund where you essentially bunch up your deductions. Let's say you had the 100000 because you had that good year and you put the 100000 in the donor advised fund. You can take the deduction for the $100,000 as a charitable donation now. However, you don't actually have to give the money out to the charities yet. You can dole it out over the upcoming years as, as you see fit. And so that's a way for you to plan your tax deduction for charitable donations to offset your other income in a higher tax year, yet still maintain your plan of distribution over a period of years to the charities you want to give to. Brian, let's say that I've got a will or a living trust. I mean, these are my final documents. Is it possible to leave a charitable donation that way? Yes. And this is probably the easiest one to do, but the one that's probably least done because you're going, oh, I've got to arrange an appointment with my state attorney. He makes me nervous because he talks about me dying all the time. (laughs) And then I don't know what he says when I get out of there and I sign these forms. I don't know what happened on and on and on. So it doesn't have to be that complicated. In fact, you can even essentially download this stuff online and get an attorney to to take a look at it and make sure you did it right. But you can just add a a short little paragraph essentially to addendum to your will saying that you wish to leave upon your passing either a dollar amount. So you might say, okay, I wish to leave $50,000 to my church. Just put that in the will. Or a percentage. I wish to leave 10% of my estate to my church. Great. Put the percentage. It's easy to do. It's just an addendum to your will. It doesn't affect your cash flow while you're living or anything like that. But if you feel like you're leaving enough to your heirs and they're fine, you know, with what you're leaving and and you have a charitable intent, what an easy, great way to make sure that the charity of your choice receives what you want them to receive. Just state what it is, a dollar amount or a percentage of your estate. It can be essentially one paragraph added to your will no big deal. And so I'm sure you don't have to drive to Seattle to get this done. You can probably just find it online and do it remotely with your attorney that's drafted your will or living trust or have an attorney review it if if you have uh, your own and you want to add that addendum. So really easy to do. and, And I would encourage you to do that if that's important to you. So we've been talking about charitable gifting strategies with Ryan Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And again, this is a very important part of your plan. And again, if you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 to invest and you want charitable giving as part of that plan. Once again, the number to call for a no-cost, no-obligation consultation, 844-MADRONA. You can also request it at madronafinancial.com. Brian, let's shift to uh, small business trends here in 2021. No secret that uh, businesses have changed in the last year or so. So what are some of the major trends that you're seeing with small business insofar as operation goes here for 2021 and the years beyond? Yeah, that's a, that's a broad question because certain small businesses, their their particular industry is thriving in this and and many of them are not. I know all the trades are thriving because people are home more and they want their houses fixed up. Boat sales are thriving. As, yeah. you know, they were in a lull for years. I was like, well, who's buying boats? Well, now everybody is. You can't get a boat. As everybody, you know, they want to spend time with their family and, and that's one way they can do it. They used to go on cruises. Now they can't. So they buy a little boat. So there's there's a lot of, you know, and then you look at the struggle that restaurants have and other uh, personal service type businesses have. So there's there's a lot of disparity there. Probably one of the biggest changes this year, of course, was uh, the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, 
that uh, had its initial uh, funding, and it was real suspect as to who would get it and who didn't. You had to be quick to get it, and yeah. was the money going to run out? And then they kind of tried to solve that. And then they have a, another round later saying, well, if uh, after the fact your revenues dropped by more than, I think it was 25%, you could apply for another round of funding. There were SBA loan forgiveness and payment forgiveness. Uh, the first round, I think it was about six months of payments made by the federal government instead of you if you had an SBA loan. Recently, another three-month one. There was all kinds of different programs going on. So if nothing else, you own a small business, make sure that you've talked to a banker or a professional on that that understands the PPP program. Make sure you've gotten everything you can get. Yeah, a lot of people benefited from the payroll protection program. It really was a lifesaver for a lot of folks, including those restaurants. That was one of the ways that they were able to endure this and get back to where they are right now. Another thing with small businesses, you know, it's the way they market. I mean, used to, you could buy ads in newspapers, but those are going away completely. But these days, really, a lot of small businesses are turning to social media. Do you see that as a trend that's effective and that is going to continue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. And I'm living it. I mean, that's, that is essentially what my practice went to a long time ago. We, I remember when I started in public accounting, the big debate was, should we buy a yellow page ad that was a, an <laughs> inch big, just get the one line, get the half page? Boy, they were expensive. Yeah. And we didn't know what to do. And it was it was, it was was painful just trying to decide whether we were going to pay for that yellow page hey. ad because we didn't want to spend any money on marketing. Who does that as a CPA? And now, you know, fast forward, that same company has evolved into one that, you know, I've got the, the radio show, obviously the ads there. Uh, my my video quarterly email commentaries and and blogs and, and articles and and so forth and you can download books and and down you know watch my or listen to my podcast you can you can listen to my radio shows online it's it, digital I, you know I didn't even know what that word meant till a couple of years ago but I, I certainly didn't think of myself I'd be recording anything when I was starting out as a CPA. But now, virtually all of my spend is that. I don't, I don't get clients by going to the country club and hanging around with, you know, with other golfers or putting my, you know, print ads or having my picture on the, you know, whatever, the bus stop, uh, right. uh, you know, chairs there or whatever. You know, you just don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're still out there, but I, I would never, never think that I'm going to get uh, qualified uh, people to work with uh, from that aspect. So people are consuming uh, this stuff differently. I, I have a number of people just even recently. I, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I'm, you know, yesterday, in fact, somebody, you know, I, I didn't hear your, your last show. It wasn't posted in time on, your, on this one podcast. I didn't even know I was on that podcast. And so I'm like, okay, uh, I'll make sure somebody is aware of that. And then I find out, I think, Jeff, didn't you tell me how many podcasts am I even on? I didn't even know. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the exact number in front of me here. Of course, iTunes, Stitcher, I mean, Google. There are so many. We're probably on at least 20, 25 podcasts. Wherever people get their podcasts, if you search Growing Your Wealth, Brian Evans, you will find that show. But even more importantly is the ability for this program to reach people, not only in the United States, but other countries. I got a readout of the countries where people have actually downloaded the podcast because you can measure that sort of thing. And Brian, believe it or not, we're heard mostly in the United States and mostly in the Seattle area, but I'll just read off the countries that we're in that people have actually downloaded this show. And it's Australia, Barbados, Cameroon, Canada, Colombia, Denmark, France, Hong Kong, Japan, Mongolia, Brian. We're on in Mongolia. We're popular there among the Mongolians. 
Also, Romania, Russia, South Africa, Spain, Switzerland, and of course, the good old USA. So yeah, there is the long reach of the uh, media arm and uh, social media here for Madrona Financial Services. So certainly, electronic media, social media, very, very important to small businesses. We're talking about small business trends here with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, if you are considering hiring a new financial advisor, if you do not have a financial advisor and you have at least $500,000 or more to invest, again, complimentary plan is yours by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And of course, you know the website to request it. It's madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for another break. We'll continue with more of our show after this. Stay with us. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Due to COVID, there's been some issues that people might have to address, and I want to start talking about this early before you get into too much trouble. You might be somebody that early in 2020 lost your job and got unemployment benefits, and they were enough to get you by, and you're working through that, and maybe you figured out, I got to do something different. So you start your own business, you start earning some money. It's tough, but you know, you're, you're doing it. You're making your payroll, you're, you're getting through the year and you make it to the end of the year. And now we're coming up here on tax season and, and you go see your tax accountant and you say, well, I got this unemployment money. Is that taxable? And you say, yes, it is. Oh, I didn't have any withholding on that. Well, you're going to have to come up with money. Ooh, I already spent that. Well, what about my sole proprietor business? I owe tax on the profits there, right? Yeah, you, you owe the tax on the profits, but there's additional taxes. Well, what's that? Well, you have to pay Social Security and Medicare times two because you're both the employer and the employee. So that could add another 15% roughly there. So if you're at the 22% bracket and you have another 15% Social Security and Medicare times two, then now you're in the upper 30s. And you say, well, gosh, I don't have that money put away, nor do I have it put away for the unemployment. Well, now the tax accountant gets to give you some more bad news. Now we're well into 2021. You still owe taxes for that year too. So you're going to spend maybe the rest of the year just trying to make enough money to live, get by, and pay all the income taxes for the two years. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, Investments, Retirement, Taxes, and Legacy, madronafinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about trends with small businesses. And Brian, we were talking about social media and it occurred to me that there's so much social media out there. There's Facebook, of course, and I've heard kids say, oh, Facebook is for the old folks these days because there's Instagram, there is Twitter. There's so many different things out there, all these social media platforms. There's so many places to uh, spend your money digitally. How has uh, the spend on social media increased in the last couple of years? Yeah, since uh, 2017, it's doubled. Uh, wow. So that's that's pretty significant. Uh it's over $105 billion. I, wow. I never thought that advertising would take such a center stage in our economy. But when you think about it, our biggest, you know, 
back 20 years ago, you think, okay, what are the biggest industries out there? You might have thought, oh, oil might be a big one, or banks, or pharmaceuticals, or something like that. And now you're saying advertising? How, yeah. how, what do you mean advertising? Well, I'm going to differentiate advertising from technology. You can call Facebook a technology company, but they're in business to collect revenue from advertisements. Yeah, yeah. Google is in business to collect revenue from advertisements. You look at the, the big companies out there, uh, that is how they get paid. Sure, their, their medium is techno technologically based. However, they're not a technology company, in my opinion. Facebook is not developing new cloud-based software like Microsoft is. Microsoft is a technology company, although they receive a lot of money from ads too. But they're a technology company, as is Apple. But I would call, you know, any of these Yahoo's and, and Google's and Facebook's and Twitter's and all these, I would call them advertising companies. Okay. So it's shocking to me how advertising became one of the dominant sectors of the U.S. economy. Yeah, Brian, when you think about it, if you go on Facebook for us old folks who still use Facebook, and I don't look at it that much, but when you do log on to that on your phone or on the computer, whatever, one of the first things that you're going to see is an ad for something. And even though you have these uh, conversations with your so-called friends, I mean, who has two, three, four, five thousand close friends? A lot of people have them, you know, in quotes as friends on their Facebook page. But about every fourth posting is going to be some sort of an ad. And with Google, it is the same way, too. You log on and search something with Google. The first thing at the top of the page is going to be, and you'll see it, it is an ad. You know, you get preferential treatment if you're paying for your position on Facebook or if you're paying for it on Google. So, yeah. Those social media platforms are really just advertising platforms, but it does give you a lot of leeway in how you can advertise. It's not a straight ad necessarily. You many times can put out useful information and call that an ad. We're talking about some of the small business trends for 2021 here with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, the next one I want to talk about is tech. I mean, this has really exploded in, in recent years, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And certainly how we run our businesses, if you're fighting that trend, your business probably won't do as nearly as well as somebody that in your in your same uh, sector uh, that isn't fighting the trend that is adopting that. So for myself, you know, I wasn't a techie guy, but I've certainly adopted it because I needed to to be competitive to get the word out. If I just sat in my office, I'd be the best kept secret in Everett, Washington. And when yeah. I go into my Everett office or, or my Bellevue office and, and no one would know I'm here. And, and so I needed to use technology. Now, one of the things about advertising that's interesting that's changed is artificial intelligence and data analytics. And, and you all know what I'm talking about. You could be talking about, you know, I'm thinking about buying a some yard art or something for my at my house. And you type in a little search. You just kind of see, oh, I want to just look at some photos. Well, and then all those ads that pop up on Facebook and everything, yard art sale, you know, yeah. it's like, wait a second here. <laughs> what, what happened? Everything yeah. I get is what I was just talking about. And so that's AI, artificial intelligence and data analytics at its finest. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, sometimes I'll even think about something and I'm going, how did that happen? I was thinking about, you know, buying a lawnmower. All of a sudden I'm seeing lawnmowers all over my mind. How did they get into my mind? Boy, this artificial intelligence, that can be a little bit scary. Small business really does drive this new tech adaptation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And and it's not all bad. I mean, one of the good things about that is it used to be if you wanted to get the word out, a small business, you'd have to go, well, 
I'm going to put an ad on ABC on the nightly news. It's going to be $10,000. And I hope somebody that wants my lawnmowers is watching or whatever, financial services, whatever it is you're, you're in the business of. Well, most of the people watching that ad don't care about what you're selling. And so you're paying the same amount to advertise to people that don't care as you are to people that do. Yeah. Well, with AI and, and uh, analytics, now basically they're going to try and target, okay, we're just going to send this out to the people that do care about your message based upon our analytics. So your, your money is much better spent and you only spend on what you use. People that click through to you, you pay them something and that's how Google and, and so forth get paid. And so I, I think it's a much more efficient means of advertising. I mean, when I'm on the computer, I don't want to see, you know, children's clothing advertised to me or, you know, you know different, different things that I it just, I'm not your target market. And so I'd, I'd, I'd rather see the ads for, for things that I might actually be interested in anyway. So it's not all bad, this AI and, and data analytics. Yeah, I don't want to see those ads either, but I'm disturbed, Brian. I mean, artificial intelligence is so intelligent. I mean, I'm getting ads for things like hearing aids and glasses, <laughs> you know, retirement <laughs> yeah. homes and things like that. It's going, wait a minute here. Hold on now. I'm not that old. Come on. I've got another 30 years or so to live. We're talking about small business trends with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, it occurs to me that a, a place that's really getting a lot of overhaul is in human resources these days. Can you comment on that? Yeah, certainly we're seeing, you know, minimum wage uh, talked about a lot, having that raise up. And, you know, the federal one is they're, they're thinking about raising it to where Seattle is already at, essentially, in, in this area. So it may not affect this area as much as the rest of the country. I know in other parts of the country, you know, the, the minimum wage is, you know, $7.25 maybe, and uh, it hasn't been adjusted for a long time. So we've already seen a lot of that kind of adjustment here, and certainly you can't live here if you're making $7.25 an hour. Uh, so that's not really a big thing here, but I think nationwide that might be a bigger thing. And, and some of the, the changes that are going to affect uh, just just what businesses have to uh, deal with whether it's paid leave or uh, needing to cover medical expenses for their employees, that kind of thing. And those expenses keep going up way faster than inflation. I I don't remember a year where they didn't. And so that has to be uh, part of the analysis. And then there's also with the pandemic, you know, there's uh, there's concern about pandemic related enforcement out there. So there are a lot of changes coming for small businesses here in 2021 and uh, bound to be more changes in the future, too. Business uh, operating here in the near future is going to be a little bit different than it was in the past. Now, Brian, you are a small business. And what I mean by that is I don't consider you a small business because you've got, you know, well over 30 employees here between Bauer Evans CPAs, Madrona Insurance Services and Madrona Financial Services. But what are some of the ways that you have seen your business as a small business change in the last, say, 10 years or so? Well, I, I would say that uh, what I was talking about on the digital marketing is the big one. I mean, it used to be just kind of word of mouth. And now uh, I, I pretty much anywhere I go, they're like, I you seem familiar. And I just yeah. felt out, welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans. And they go, oh, wait, it's you. It's you. I, I listen to you and I've read your stuff. I go, oh, okay. So, you know, 10 years ago, that wouldn't be the case. No one knew who I was and uh, no one knew who Madrona was or Bauer Evans. They were known in Snohomish County uh, by a lot of business people there, but that was about it. And now that reach is extended, as you mentioned, across the country or even uh, around the world and in certain pockets. I won't say I'm that well known around the world, but certainly people are listening. 
But I think the digital marketing has allowed me to take uh, a, a very broad knowledge base that the, the staff at uh, Madrona has and Bauer Evans has and uh, create different methods for people to consume that data, whether it's through downloading books or listening to shows or watching uh, webinars or listening to podcasts, all these different kinds of digital media. I would say that's the biggest change. I'm able to get a lot of information out there over these last seven years working with you on the show, certainly, and uh, getting that information out there, letting people know they have options to receive the information they need to make the best decisions they can for their finances, as opposed to what they've been used to, I think has been the biggest change. Well, Brian, I've got the facts right here in front of me. You were telling me that you may not be known around the world. I can tell you unequivocally that there are 69 people in Spain who know who you are. They've downloaded <laughs> your podcast, 38 of them in South Africa, Canada, Colombia, Denmark, Mongolia. My gosh, Brian, there are 12 people in Mongolia that are Brian Evans fans there of Madrona Financial Services by virtue of our podcast. So yeah, if you're a small business, I mean, get ready for some changes. Brian, are there more opportunities, do you think, for small businesses these days than there ever have been before? What's your take on that? Yes, there is. I, I think there's so many opportunities out there to innovate. Most businesses are owned by baby boomers, and baby boomers aren't necessarily innovating at this point in their life. They're 65 years old on average. They're looking to get out. There's a whole new wave of things and how they can be communicated and done and differently and using technology as your friend, uh, better communication, better resources uh, with the internet. You can find things you couldn't find before. I mean, there are so many opportunities for younger people to uh, maybe take over businesses uh, that were owned by older folks or start their own, yeah. but doing it a different way, and, and which can be much more effective. So I think it's huge. There's never been better opportunity for people, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm surprised at the number of people who are making full-time livings on eBay, of all things. These are just private individuals who have gathered things. They may have bought them wholesale, put them on eBay, marketed them for a couple of pennies there, and sold them. You know, I hear about people who, of all things, now you and I wouldn't understand this, but I'm sure your sons would, people who are buying tennis shoes, sneakers, I don't know what you call them, athletic shoes, and they're buying them and then reselling them on eBay at a profit. And some of these athletic shoes command thousands of dollars. They're collector's items. I mean, I never thought you'd buy athletic shoes. Jordans or something like that, never put them on your feet. But, you know, that's the way of the world these days. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services, Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, if you are considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 or more, and you want to talk about taxes, retirement, estate planning, you want to talk about getting your retirement the way you want it to be. Again, no cost, no obligation financial plan for yours. 844-MADRONA is the number to call. Also requested online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Go out there, have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of growing your wealth. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. 
And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona.